1: One where uh, the Hawthorne Wipes made Pierce uh, uh, the hero of the gay community. Yes. Oh, Pocket Full of Hawthorns. Pocket Full of Hawthorns, yeah, that was great. Yeah, so that was the last saw. But yeah, Remedial Chaos Theory, that was...
0: Oh my god, that was
1: such a good episode.
0: It's it's so crazy because it's such a high concept episode. And it would have been really easy to just completely fuck up. But, oh, yeah. they, but they just do. they pull yeah. it off. So well, like ridiculously well. Um,
1: yeah, Yo, you, spent,
0: you still do have a bunch of good ones coming up here as I, as I just kind of scroll, scroll. Oh, I don't know that about three. That. Um, but yeah, that is oh, that is a I would say it's like that one. Um, Dungeons and Dragons,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, is, is a phenomenal episode, and, and I mean, there's obviously. God, that
1: one made Pierce like the biggest asshole who's ever lived. Yep, it kind
0: of does. That's that's the one where he screams out, "I still get erections," and Jeff goes, "What are you talking about?"
1: Uh, so, dude, you're so damn cruel, to poor fat Neil.
0: Yeah, it's it's like one of those episodes where it's like just the right amount of seriousness, with also being hilarious especially the have light so much like cringe in it. Mm-hmm. like uh, Chang doing blackface is really <laughs> awkward uh, oh, I mean it works but it's really awkward um Annie Annie doing the uh, the pantomiming of what she does as Hector the well-endowed uh, to Abed and like okay <laughs> so then I flip her over and I just go in yeah. it's uh, <laughs> it's such a good episode I just uh, it's a great great show. I I and real quick and then we'll actually get started. Um and then the the paintball uh two-parter to end oh, season 2 God. where um oh, I forget I forget his last name. Josh something, the guy dude from Lost uh comes in as the uh yeah. A, <laughs> and Jeff keeps going like, "Yeah, he's he's not that handsome." He's,
1: yeah, <laughs> he's not that handsome. <laughs> no one's saying you just no, he's not that <laughs> yeah. oh it's so good yeah, a and annie's like a straight-up badass on that one which is oh great. yeah yeah and then and then she just
0: and then abed just completely flips in the second part to become oh, yeah. on solo
1: <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's i mean it's been a it's been a really good show it's not it was one i was like always wanted to watch you know it's mm. just i didn't have access to it forever <laughs> it's one of those i missed the first times mm.
0: It's, it is a great show. We am going to talk a little bit more about that in a little bit when we hit the watch 4. But for now, we will start <clears throat> episode 317 of the Foreign Affair podcast. Uh, welcome, everyone. <laughs> I don't know why the hell you'd be listening to this. instead of Unless you just really needed like an hour of random bullshit to get away from everything else going on in the world. Because literally everything else in the world is more important than this podcast right now. Um, but hey, if you if you're here,
1: apparently uh, COVID's not
0: anymore. So whatever, <laughs> yeah, it's all good. That went away. Um, mm-hmm. So hey, we'll uh, we're we're just gonna try to go through it, um, and just just kind of live in a bubble. We're we're gonna pretend this next like hour and change is part of one of the other timelines that isn't the
1: darkest timeline. Uh, Seriously, and, because I'm, I am not, I'm just going to go and tell you, you and I haven't, we haven't talked before on any of this. We haven't had any talk about no protests or riots. I don't really want to talk about protests or riots. No. Or anyone's response or anyone's feeling about it. Mm-hmm. Because by God, I've heard everyone's at this point.
0: Yeah. I uh, I was like going to talk a little, like uh, do a very brief mention
1: uh well, and even I mean, that, if we want to do something for the leagues or you know um oh oh maybe some of the germany stuff no no i was
0: just gonna give like a very brief thing about like just one thing that struck out to me about it but like even now i'm just kind of like eh, i yeah. i just as we as it was we've now broken the fourth wall i think it was three weeks three episodes ago um uh, one name producer jackie is my girlfriend and she does live with me <gasps> i know crazy um, for, those oh, you, really for those of you who jumped to episode 317 from like episode 300, I know you're shocked, and I'm sorry to spoil you like this. Um, but she, I was, I was going through some of the news, and um, again, not going to get into it. But I, I was flipping through. Somebody had compiled um, some clips of the LA County Police meeting that was live streamed on YouTube and Zoom. I think it was yesterday. Um, and just some a nice compilation of people saying things like suck my dick and fuck you, which was, you know, great to hear and made me laugh because God knows I needed a fucking laugh. Um, but even one day producer Jackie was like, I, I appreciate this and I want to listen to it later. But today I just I kind of don't want to deal with any of that. So would you mind just sending me that? And then so I can look at it later. But today I just I don't want to listen to it. I'm like yeah sure totally fine with that I completely get the need to unplug so that's that's what we're mostly going to do today again like Wes said we are we might like briefly mention it when we talk a little bit about soccer and I mean obviously we have to talk about COVID because I mean it's intrinsically wrapped up in European soccer right now we couldn't
1: but don't worry you can't get it by protesting it's true Apparently, you can't go to the gym, but you can get in groups of five to ten thousand, stand right on each other. Everything's fine. Stay Isn't safe. that right, Governor Cooper? Stay safe, everyone. Um, Direct shot toward the governor this day. Um,
0: so yeah, just yeah, just just stay yeah. safe, everyone. I know I say that at the end of the episode, but I'm going to say it at the beginning, stay safe. Yeah. Um, so let's let's just. Oh, by the way, this podcast is always presented by. Uh,
1: NGSC Sports. Thanks. Yeah,
0: them. This is a podcast that's presented by NGC Sports at NGC We never stop. And we're certainly not gonna start talking on the stop talking on this podcast. Um So let's get right into <laughs> it. Um Wes Uh, Having to take the most unfortunate of breaks last week with work uh, coming in a night shift for the first time in what seemed like forever. Night shift. Literally (laughs) the day before. um, I guess we wouldn't have been able to really talk about it anyway then. But the day before uh, the Premier League announced its official restart, uh, June 17th, Wednesday, it's going to be Arsenal versus Man City. And then it's, I think, Sheffield United along with Aston Villa. We'll both be playing on that Wednesday. And then that Friday, we fully restart Match Week 29. So, Wes, I got to talk about it a little bit last week because I recorded the podcast after the news came out, or my part. Uh, I know you did Anfield Corner before. This news came out, so I will give you a little bit of time to express how excited I'm sure you are now that you can finally start scribbling tentative dates on your calendar for when Liverpool will finally oh. win the league.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! It is um in in a world of darkness. In a world of darkness. In a the world, there was light, and it was the return. Prim- Of course, then the darkness decided to redescend when the rioters decided to uh, trash and loot my beloved London Bridge. But anyway, that's secondary at this point. We love you, London Um, Bridge. Oh, London Bridge. Um, That's right, the 17th of June. So as we record this, Ed, Mm -hmm. two weeks away. Two weeks away two in get two weeks our podcast will have actual soccer to talk about that's not german you want to get to put in back oh and it's going to start off with arsenal probably being very Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. against uh, manchester city who i expect to come out of the blocks and just absolutely annihilate people for a while um excuse me we'll see what happens but that is the official return game mm-hmm. <clears throat> um it looks like we're going to get a lot of football stretched over a lot of days, Mm -hmm. which I'm not upset about. Um, You know, as long as we get them on TV, I don't think many of us are going to be upset about it at all. And actually, I mean, you know, you hate to see that it came to all this, but it's actually pretty cool because we're going to get a lot more football maybe now, a lot more bang for our buck. Um, If they're playing two to three matches a day, And we're getting to see a lot more. So, um, other, right now, other than that uh, Arsenal-City match, no one else has really released a schedule yet, but that should be forthcoming in the next day or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, from what we hear, um, uh, there is a chance Liverpool, if, if Arsenal can get something done against City, there is a good chance Liverpool could lift the trophy or at least actually win the league against Everton in their first match back. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen conflicting reports. Are they going to be played at neutral venues? Are they yeah. going to be played at home stadiums? Of course, Liverpool are, you know, I think every Liverpool supporter, everyone in the club really want it to be played at, at home and away grounds, uh, for our chance to win it at Anfield, which would be big for us. um, but at the end of the day, just lifting the trophy is going to be awesome. Klopp's already said, you know, we're going to have a parade. We just don't know where we're going to do it yet, but we're going to have a parade by God. Um, so, you know what? It, it, the title's coming home. It's coming back where it belongs. It's just uh, we don't know an exact date yet. Yeah. and uh, But we are going to get to see it, and mm-hmm. hopefully everything will go smoothly and we'll get to finish up this season only yeah, manner
0: yeah that's the hope uh I do remember and I hadn't heard much about it lately, but I do remember that you know the Champions League is supposed to restart like early August, so mm-hmm. God only knows how much Premier League we're gonna have to fit in here I believe I we'll be on match week twenty nine which means I believe we have ten uh matches left for everybody to play um so there's there's still a lot to go or maybe. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm one off. But it's around there. It's Nine, nine to ten matches left for people to play. Uh, Serie A, this came through. This is from The Athletic. Uh, Serie A is planning on doing 124 games in 44 days. So they are going to be, well, Wes is talking about doing it every couple days. And it looks like the, what the Prem going to do is have a lot of a lot of broadcast time. So I think it's like going to be five on Saturday. Uh, so a lot of people can watch the matches. Um, Serie A is just going to pack them all the fuck in. Like every day there's going to be soccer over in Italy. Um, so that that is going to be crazy. Um, but yeah, it's it's good that there's finally an, an ending to this. Um, and And the hope is, of course, that we don't get, you know, we don't have to shut down again. And I'm, I'm very hopeful with the way testing has been going. Of course, in this latest round of testing, it would be one Tottenham player out of literally every test in the Premier League that would be th- done. Um, it, you know, you don't want to sound callous because it is unfortunate that someone tested positive from anybody, especially Tottenham. If there is any silver lining, it was reported that it does not seem to have been one of the main players, like main 15, 16, whatever on the team. Um, but that is unfortunate that anybody uh, would be getting positive results. But it does seem like whatever the Premier League teams and staffs have been doing has been working, and there have been very, very few positive cases of COVID-19 amongst the Premier League teams. So that is a positive. Now, what happens when play resumes? We won't know. But the hope is, uh, because I haven't heard of a spike in Germany, nobody's been reporting that, Uh, after the Bundesliga restarted. The hope is that this will be similar uh, here in the Premier League. And and yeah, I'd heard similar what you'd heard. Uh, I've heard people saying that, no, it's all wherever the match is supposed to be played. That's what's going to be played. I've heard, you know, matches with Liverpool that will be factoring into the title could be moved. I've heard uh, London derbies, especially the North London derby that was going to be at New Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Named till TBA. Um, that could get moved to a neutral venue. Um, but the latest reports. Seem like. It's just going to be played. At the the proper grounds. So. We'll, we'll know. As Wes said. We will know in a couple of days time. Or less. Uh, official schedules going all the way forward. And seeing it. But it's just. It's just really exciting. To have something positive. Uh, coming back here. So. Here we go. We made it, everybody. We two weeks away. Two weeks.
1: Just two more weeks. Two weeks. It's, it's, it's got Oh, and apparently uh, they've been given permission to play some friendlies before then.
0: Yes, uh, there there will we be are. that. We had um, to get
1: a few warm up matches. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it does also seem. I, I believe we've mentioned this a previous podcast. I believe it's all but been confirmed, if not just outright confirmed. Uh, they will be coming back with five subs. Uh, that that will be done. Um, just like it's being done in Germany. So that will be taken into account uh, as well. Uh, the Champions League final, this came from the New York Times. Uh, the Champions League final uh, looks like it's being moved from Istanbul, which they said, you know, hey, Liverpool already got knocked out, so we don't really need to have it here anymore, obviously. Um, I got him. <sighs> it's... Just one week. It was one week too too late on the on the delay, um. But it looks like they've they've looked at a couple different grounds. Portugal's been seen, uh, maybe Poland. Um, so we'll we'll have to see what UEFA ends up deciding to do for the Champions League final. But it does not look like it will be held in Istanbul anymore. Um, and I did want to get into this story. Yeah, I was well, gonna... Of course, once Liverpool went out, there was no need to have an ensemble anymore. Of course not, um, because yeah. there was one story, and and I, I did text uh, Mr. Bradshaw about this when when it, when yeah. when it popped up on my feed because I couldn't not text it to him. But we, and it was gonna be on last week's docket, but I held it. I don't even think I teased it. I held it for this week. This is an article coming to us from the Guardian. Headline, Newcastle Takeover in Serious Doubt as WTO Rules Pirate TV Channel is Saudi.
1: We never expected anything
0: less. (laughs) We really didn't. Um, So just to quickly sum it up, um, one of the things that the Saudi Arabia-funded takeover has as part of its inventory of properties uh, is a channel called Be Out Q. In Saudi Arabia, which illegally streams matches from the Premier League, Liga, UEFA, FIFA, you name it. Uh, they, they illegally stream the matches. So, of all the things, definitely not the human rights abuses going on in that part of the world. No, no, no. It's the pirating of soccer streams.
1: Damn <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to get shit for free from the Premier League, oh. you know?
0: Of course, but but Wes, this is yeah. you. You were waiting. You said it from the moment it had, We talked about it on this podcast. You said it's never. It's never over till it's over, and you absolutely expected something to happen, and it hasn't completely derailed the the uh, the eventual sale, selling of the team from Mike Ashley, but this would be the most expectedly unexpected twist in this saga for Newcastle fans. If this did in fact end up derailing it.
1: And what sucks, I have no hate for Newcastle. I want yeah. Newcastle to be among those top teams in the league because group. You know, they're just exciting. Mm-hmm. I mean, Newcastle is just one of those clubs, you know, I've always said it. like I can't stand Notre Dame in college football, but damn it. It's more interesting when Notre Dame is good. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and if Newcastle were really up there competing, it would just be more interesting, more fun. It would be more good football in uh, in England. But that said, we know who we're dealing with here. This is Mike Ashley, bro. Right. <laughs> I mean, this is Newcastle. Nothing goes normal for them. And here it goes again. Now over pirated TV in Saudi Arabia. Jesus, <laughs> of course, pirated TV in Saudi Arabia does it. Hmm oh me um so yeah i i have no clue what's gonna happen well i mean i knew what was gonna happen you but, did um, i to be right
0: <laughs> let this be a lesson west is always right
1: that's right yeah you uh, can we send us to max wife oh man oh. Oh. oh dear she hears this oh god <laughs> oh.
0: Um, I did also then yeah. want to close our little soccer talk here With uh, with this uh, article coming out from Awful Announcing And this was also from a couple weeks ago um, So the Daily Express Not one of the more reputable uh, London uh, newspaper establishments um, They put out a uh, correction To an article From September 11th, 2019 And again, this was only like A couple weeks ago, they published this correction, Um, and here's the correction. uh, And I'm quoting from uh, this this article here on Awful Announcing. Uh, In an article entitled "Quote Why Are Man City Fans Booing Liverpool Star James Milner in Vonson Company Testimonial," published on September 11th, 2019. We reported that James Milner was booed by Manchester City supporters when he touched the ball during the Vincent Company's testimonial. The Vincent Company's testimonial. Whatever. Uh, In fact, the article had been written before the game took place and was published in error. James Milner did not play this match and was therefore not booed. The wording has been published following an upheld ruling by the Independent Press Standards Organization. Um... I, I like sometimes you just can't make this shit up. It is, it is hilarious. And it's, and it's funny because a, I, I don't feel like Manchester city fans, the ones that ex- actually exist um, would actually have that much hate for James Milner. Uh, I mean, he was a part of their first uh, premier league winning team of this millennium. Um, it, was, it was a big part of that. And I uh, didn't seem to be an acrimonious Transfer out of Man City, so it that always would have it would have struck me as odd to begin with, but to not to to write it, so, so so that means that somebody before this match took place was like, I know who City fans are gonna boo, they're gonna boo James Milner, that son of a bitch, like I it, of all people, of all people, boring James Milner. Wes is not the person I would expect to get booed in a Manchester City testimonial. I just, I just don't understand it.
1: I mean, James Milner did nothing for Manchester City than give everything he had and, as you said, leave under good circumstances. I mean, it wasn't like, now City would have liked to resign him if nothing else, just to keep him away from someone else. But, you know, Milner came, he did a great job for him, and then he left. You know, and he didn't. It's not like he went to Manchester United at the time he went to Liverpool. That wasn't your rival. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that wasn't your rival. So, um, yeah, if anything, they would boo be Milner because, I mean, he is a part of this Liverpool team that have finally overtaken City. So, if anything, I guess that. But come on. That's just silly, man. To Boo James Milner. And yes, he wasn't, as you said, he wouldn't have the match playing. You know, there was obviously, you know, tea bags that needed to be sorted and, <laughs> um, you know, sheets that needed to be folded. Of course. So, you know, you can't hate that man. That man's great. <laughs> Just, uh, this,
0: this could be a much more serious story, but because it's James Milner and it's a testimonial, it doesn't really matter. But it does kind of make you wonder. So, uh, so, um, what what is what paper is this again? The oh, the Daily Express. Uh, how hmm. many articles are you writing before matches start and then not correcting when when oh. something doesn't happen? Hmm? Question mark. Oh. Hmm. Makes makes you think. Makes makes you think. All right. Um. So that that's most of the soccer talk we wanted to do. Uh, Wes, if there's anything else you wanted to mention before we just transition, I was going to transition into a little a little baseball before we, we kept going on the pod, but is um, there any other soccer talk you wanted to do?
1: Well, my only thing, well, I guess we'll bring it up when we do the, uh, our athletic articles of the sure, league. Sure. I have a fun little story that's made the rounds on Mersey side that everybody's <laughs> loving right now. So <laughs> There's so much sarcasm in that voice. Um, uh,
0: so I will say this again to bring up the athletic, um, the latest in what is becoming, Maybe one of the biggest labor disputes of, I think, Wes and I are lifetimes. Um, maybe only rivaling the 1994 baseball strike. Um, summed up best right here in this latest article from two days ago on The Athletic uh, by Ken Rosenthal and Evan Drellich. Uh, after heated meeting on player pay, Major League Baseball threatens 50-game schedule. And if you're wondering what why is that a threat – why is the a fifty game schedule a threat? It's because, well, uh, the agreement would be that players get a prorated part of their salary based on how many games are in the season. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, players would like more games to be in the season, so they get more of their salary. Um, owners would obviously not want that. Um, there, there had been bandied about uh, an eighty two game season to start around early July. Um the union based Players Association came back with, well, what if we played about a hundred, but you actually only pay us for eighty? Um, which is kind of weird, but does want to like kind of extend the season and get some more of that service time as well. Um But this is this is getting really ugly really quick, and and you you're seeing a very unified front on both sides for the most part of Players really digging their heels in and, and owners doing, and, and the, and commissioner, yeah, we'll give him that title. Commissioner Rob Manfred, uh, digging in on the other side. And, and it really seems like there's a chance that we might not have a season. I know people keep saying, no, no, no. You know, there, there, there's still time. They'll get a deal done. They have to get a deal done. Because the damage to baseball, if they don't and there's no season, could be almost irreparable. I, I think we're at the point now with some of the things the owners have done, such as leaking proposals to paint players in a negative light. As well as players seeming unsympathetic because to fans like you and me, they make millions upon millions of dollars just playing, just, quote, just playing baseball. I'm using big air quotes for that, Um, that I don't know if this is going to come to a good conclusion, Wes. And just part of that darkest timeline theory, and as, as we're both baseball fans, I find myself siding with players because I believe that, you know, they deserve to get paid a lot of money for what they do and how much time and effort they put in and the fact that owners make a lot of money. But this is this has become a very dirty, dirty negotiation. And I'm very worried that this this will damage baseball much worse than the 94 strike ever did. Um,
1: and and this
0: this could be really bad.
1: And when, when we sit here and say, you know, these guys all making millions and millions and millions of dollars. Let's let's dial that back just a little bit now. The last time they came out with an average salary mm-hmm. for scary. Major League Baseball was 2018. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> don't get me wrong. Uh, basically, 4.1 million dollars is was the average salary mm-hmm. for a Major League baseball player. Mm-hmm. I don't, yes, that is that's great money. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Trust me, I would love to make four million dollars a year. Um, I would have no problem with that. Um, but when we take into account that there are so many other players. Mm-hmm. In Major League Baseball, that aren't Mike Trout, that aren't Bryce Harper, that aren't Manny Machado and Clayton Kershaw, and Max Scherzer, who are the guys who are making the mega bucks, mm-hmm. the thirty million dollars a year plus guys. Um, you know that handful of guys really shoots that number up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, and a guy that. I mentioned a lot on here who is a, an actual friend of mine who plays for the Anaheim Angels, Brian Goodwin. Yes. Uh, Brian, so this season, Brian, who was arbitration eligible for the first time this year, uh, won an arbitration case. Brian Goodwin this year was set to make $2.2 2 million. That's great. First time he'll ever make more than a million dollars in the season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, he was basically on the major league um, minimum his mm-hmm. first few years of the league. So getting his chance this year to make $2.2 2 million. So... Obviously, he's not even making the major league average. <laughs> you know, he's 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 making half the major league average, and you know, if you take half his salary away, I mean, he's he's going to make say a million bucks, which is still once again that's really good. We'll never not forget. I mean, there's still you know there's there's taxes. People still have to pay what they have to pay. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, when you look at these guys, and this is why I don't bitch about sports salaries. Mm-hmm. You know, say you go to school to be a hotshot lawyer at a law firm mm-hmm. and you start making two million bucks a year, right? You're working for a big firm in Raleigh and you're making two million bucks a year. Well, you know what? Yeah. You know, the baseball player, over here, he might be making four million bucks a year. Oh, so he's making more money than me. Here's the thing. You can be a lawyer till you're 80. Mm hmm. You know, that guy who's making $4 bucks this year and next year and the year after, you know, he might be 27 years old. Well, you know what? By the time he's 35, his career's over. Yeah, if he's lucky. His earning, his earning potential is over as mm-hmm. a baseball player. Mm-hmm. The chance to make those big salaries is over. Mm-hmm. Um, Where at 35, if you're the lawyer at the law firm, shit, at 35, you're just getting entrenched in there. <laughs> You know, 35 is like you're still paying your dues. You're still making your million bucks here at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you still have another 30 to 40 years of earning potential in front of you where the baseball player, the football player, the basketball player, they're done. Yeah. I have zero issue with salaries that these guys make. Uh, I am firmly, and you know, this is this is the righty of West coming up, because you know me, a mm-hmm. fiscal conservative here. Yes. I am 100%. You are worth what somebody is willing to pay you. Bingo. No one said, no one ever said, you have to pay Mike Trout $30 million a year. Mm -hmm. You know what? And I'm guessing it's 30. I know it's probably actually more than 37. No one said, you held against it, you have to pay Mike Trout $37 million a year. Mm -hmm. You know Mm -hmm. who decided that? The Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles, California, Orange County, Left Coast, whatever, <laughs> they're calling them those. They're the ones who decided, I'm going to pay Mike Trout $37 million a year. You know what Mike Trout said? Cool. Nice. I'll take it. <laughs> okay. Hey, we've got an agreement. I'm yeah. um, I, I a, a free enterprise, free market kind of person. I am a go out and make what you want um, or go out and make what you can. You know what? With my job that I do, I'm not going to make $37 million a year. I'm not going to make $37 million in a lifetime. But you know what? With my job, if another county comes along and I apply there and they're like, hey, Wes, we're going to pay you three more dollars an hour to come here. You know what? That's my prerogative if I want to do that. If I want to go and take that job and make more money, that's my prerogative because someone is willing to pay me that money. Mm -hmm um You know the same the same with you and your career, Ed. Because I know where you were before you are where you are now. Yeah, and you took an offer that you felt was more worthwhile to you as a person. Mm-hmm. And there you go. You, but uh, no one held a gun in anyone's head saying you've got to give this Edward. Yeah, that's true. You know, or it's not fair that you're paying this Edward. Why? They're the ones who decided to pay it to you. Mm-hmm. And that's where I understand a lot of people get pissed because, well, they're just playing a game. Teachers and firemen, they should be making this money. Well, you know, I go by the old Nick Saban thing. People say, I can't believe Nick Saban makes so much money. He's the highest paid state employee in the entire state of Alabama. Well, it's kind of like Nick Saban says, 100,000 people don't come to watch a uh, biology professor <laughs> do his class at a football stadium. Unfortunately true. (laughs) So, I mean, fortunate or unfortunate, you know, when you're, when you're the person or the people generating this, uh, this income, Mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're due more of it. And if you go and you're in a negotiation position and your services are deemed to be special, Mm -hmm. which, let's put it this way, why is Mike Trout the highest paid player in baseball? He's the best player in baseball. Yes. No one else. There's no one else in the world right now who does or can do what Mike Trout does. Mm-hmm. There's no one else in the world who's doing well. Let's say no one else. There is a very extremely minuscule percentage of the world's population that can do what Mike Trout does, or do what Clayton Kershaw does, mm-hmm. or do what Tom Brady does, or do what LeBron James does, mm-hmm. or do what uh, Leon Messi does.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The, the popular percentage is so astronomically tiny that those guys they're special Mm -hmm. and if you want them to represent you if you want them on your team if you want them working for you if you want that hotshot lawyer working for you if you want that that Wall Street hedge fund manager working for you you pay them what they feel they're worth and what you feel they're worth Mm -hmm. so at the end of the day baseball owners I'm going to say every one of them's a billionaire. I, I'm just Probably. guessing. Probably. I, did. I mean, this day and age, you're not finding the local millionaire who happens to own the ball club anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's so much money floating around. I mean, John Henry's a billionaire. I understand this at, at the end of the day. I don't feel sorry for the billionaires
0: mm-hmm.
1: because you know what? They're the ones, once again, they negotiated their, they negotiated what they're paying people. Mm-hmm. So, I don't feel bad for them crying poor because some things have happened here and they're having to renegotiate. I don't think suddenly, you know, I just I don't take their side in this whole deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm more of a players person. I take the players' side uh, because at the end of the day, the players are the ones who you know we truly care about. At the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as a Liverpool fan, you know what? It's awesome that we made all that profit that we made. Sweet. Put it back in the team because I want my club to go win. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, just look across – just look down the road at Manchester United. You think their fans are real happy that the Glazer family's making all that money? Not terribly. <laughs> There's a really good article in The Athletic about that, actually. So, yeah. No, they are very pissed that they're making all that money while not putting it back into the club. So – you know, at the end of the day, as sports fans, we want our sports teams to do the absolute best they can do. We want what's best for them. Um, and we want those players who are going to give us a chance at glory, at winning, at silverware, at World Series titles, however you want to put it. Um, and, you know, that's why I do – I back the players in this situation. So. Well, and to that
0: point a little bit, you know, you're talking about lifting silverware – when when the Red Sox won it back in twenty seventeen, and as much as I like John Henry, I won't go so far as to say I love him. I like him well enough. I obviously hold Mr. Henry
1: in a different place. But. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, because you are like two of the teams he owns. Exactly, because he he, he owns the too much beloved teams in office, so. Um my my only yeah, the one. I, only the one. Um but in 2017, after the Red Sox won the World Series. Did I give a shit about watching John Henry lift the trophy? No. I, I, want, to, I want to watch Mookie Betts lift the trophy. I, I want to watch those guys. I want to watch David Price lift the trophy. I want to watch Raphael Devers lift the trophy. I don't give a fuck about John Henry lifting the trophy. Like, great, thank you so much for owning the team and putting money into it, even though you should have kept Mookie Betts. But, you know, but, uh, old ones.
1: I agree. And let's this say, on top of that, who am I more worried about lifting the Premier League trophy? Is it John Henry or Jordan frickin' Henderson? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there is one person out waiting to lift that trophy, and that's Jordan Henderson. And I hope Mr. Henry has many awesome photo ops with that trophy. Mm-hmm. But what matters is Jordan Henderson and Jurgen Klopp lifting that trophy. So, I mean, that
0: that's, that's kind of where we are. Uh, also, I will say this because I looked this up on Baseball Reference, and this is how I was able to... Snap, give you that $37 million number for Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, real quick, and yes, Mike Trout is definitely an edge case here. I, I understand that. But let's Tr- remember back in his 2012 season when he uh, only didn't uh-huh. win the MVP because uh, Miguel Cabrera hit a triple crown. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, that was Mike Trout's rookie season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Trout made just under $500,000 that year. There you go. The next year he made five hundred and ten thousand. The next year he made a million. The next year he made six million. So it started getting up there. It got up there very quickly. Uh um, right. but a lot of guys aren't that lucky, and a lot of guys don't get to shoot up there. It's it's great to hear Brian, you know, got a, a nice arbitration win is now can make a couple million. Um right. and as you said, those those Mike Trout numbers are going to skew the average a little bit, right? With with, the, with those few edge cases, uh, I don't remember exactly what the minimum salary is. I I think it's like four
1: hundred thousand. It is uh, hold on, so uh, it is it's around five uh, okay. five fifty. Hold okay. uh, this year was set to be five sixty three five hundred. Okay, which
0: again, not bad. No, but no. still. Again, these players have to dedicate a lot of time, you know, away from their families, especially mm-hmm. if this season goes on, and that's something else. You know, Mike Trout is brought up. Uh, I forget. There's a pitcher. He's the highest, the highest paid pitcher. I think he was. He's with the Astros last year. Um,
1: oh, um, um, oh god, playing for the Yankees now. Garrett yeah, Cole.
0: yeah, Garrett Cole. Um, both of them, uh, oddly enough, um, are their wives are pregnant. Now, mm. clearly, they don't want to risk transmitting anything to them, just like we talked about Troy right. Deeney a few weeks right. ago, not wanting to do it in the Premier League. Um, yeah. do you, so if a person wants to set out for the season, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, you know, if I don't want to do my job, you know, I just don't get paid. Do you, do you just not pay Mike Trout because his wife is pregnant and he doesn't want to risk her getting <clears throat> sick? I,
1: I don't well... know. I'll say this, and part of it once again are those exception players, mm-hmm. where you're Garrett Cole or your Mike Trout or your Bryce Harper, and you have these massive contracts. If you're not gonna make that money back this year anyway,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, let's put it this way if Mike Trout don't get paid this year, mm-hmm. it's not like Mike Trout ain't gonna be able to pay his utility bill. Sure. You know, so I think there are maybe a handful of big time players who at the end of this, if you're gonna play a fifty game season, Mike Trout might look at it and say, you know what? I've got enough goodwill built up in this city. Mm -hmm. I've got a massive contract with a lot of years ahead of me here. Mm -hmm. Fuck it.
0: I I won't get paid this year. Well and let's Real quick, let's let's just do some quick math. So 50-game season would be roughly a third. It's a little less than a third because it's 162 games. But let's, right. for quick math's sake, let's just put it at a third. Um, so he's making almost $38 million. So a third of right. that would be $13 million. And again, $13 million for some of us is a lot of money. When it's $13 well, I mean, million... For some of us, that's life-changing money. For, exactly. You know? For for a man who um, has... Um, career to date made $152 million, and I believe that's counting endorsements. No, that's not counting endorsements. So yeah. a guy that's made already $152 million, why should he have to risk anything for $13 million?
1: Plus still has, off the top of my head, say $400 million to come his way. Uh,
0: at least, because he's got 20, yeah. 2021 to 2030 at $37 yeah. million a year.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, he's got... There's plenty of money to come. Once again, he can, I'm sure he can live comfortably off what he's already made. Mm-hmm. Uh, endorsements, and you know what? He might still make some endorsement money because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like he can't go to a photo shoot or something. Sure. Um, <clears throat> but, and this isn't anything I've heard. I'm just kind of coming up with this off the top of my head. Sure. I just wonder if you could see some of these top, top guys who have something like that with, say, a pregnant wife at home or, or have, you know, young children, which most of them probably do, mm-hmm. if they might say, you know what, ten to $15 million this year, mm-hmm. I'll give it up to make sure that everything's okay at home. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what, I'll show up in February, and, you know, I might have some bad press from it. Mm-hmm. Now, it might take a little bit of a PR hit. But, hell, all you got to do is – all Mike Trout would have to do is come back and hit 320 and 40 home runs and be an MVP again. And, all right, we're fine. Yeah. Yeah, goodwill, cool, we're cool. And the other thing um, –
0: I I was just going to say the other thing we haven't really talked about because we've talked a lot about the major leagues. There's a lot of minor league players who aren't making anywhere close to that league minimum. And the part of the news, and this is kind of why I tempered my love of John Henry – Um, Part of that news was the Red Sox deciding to cut quite a few players from their minor league teams. Um, Other organizations have done it. Uh, Oakland, uh, I think, cut their entire stipend for their minor leagues for a little bit. Uh, The Nationals did it, uh, or they reduced their stipend, and then they reversed position on it because of all the bad press they got. Um, And because some of their actual major league players kind of stepped in and were like, well... We'll cover it. If it's that big a deal, we'll, we'll, mm. we'll take care of it if, if, if it matters that much to you. Um, so this is, this, this could have an effect on a lot of those players if there isn't a season. Go ahead. And just talking
1: about minor league salaries <clears throat> right now, the current minimum minor league baseball salary in rookie league is $290 a week
0: mm-hmm.
1: for a three month season. So, I mean, you ain't making no money there. Um, Up to uh, the minimum is five hundred a week in AAA for a five month season. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you think about—I mean, that's ten thousand dollars. That's ten thousand dollars a year. Yeah. I mean, now that is the minimum, yes. And there are a lot of guys making more than that, but they're not making—they're not making that much money. I mean, you know, they only get paid. Once again, they only get paid. While they're playing games, yeah. it's a five-month season in the minors. Mm-hmm. That's seven other months you're not getting paid. So, you know, for those guys, I mean, they've got to be out. Other than the bonus babies, maybe those guys are out hustling right now, doing something, trying to make ends meet.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, it's it's a very difficult time. You know, we. Here's the thing. Don't worry about Mike Trout. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I know we keep saying Mike Trout, and we love Mike Trout. There's no Mike Trout hate from us. No, don't worry about Mike Trout. He's just fine. Mm-hmm. You know, worry about that twenty-five, twenty-six-year-old who's in Double A and is trying to get his shot up in the majors. Worry about that guy who has sacrificed a lot of his, you know, early earning potential in life. Mm-hmm. Um to chase his dream to be a baseball player. And suddenly he's having to sit there like, shit, I wasn't making any money to start with. Now I'm not making any money. Mm -hmm. And what am I going to do? And, you know, and, and his wife is at home pregnant right now with the kids. Well, and I mean, we can talk about Brian Goodwin,
0: Brian, this this was his, this past year was his biggest year in the majors. I mean, the, the other season he spent, uh, he came up at uh, 2016, played 22 games, Mm-hmm. Played about a half season in 2017 and 18. Um, had some those yeah. years, but
1: He was up on the major league roster that year. So. Mm-hmm.
0: And then played 136 games for the angels last year uh, mm-hmm. and did pretty well, but he's also already 29. So he yeah. is one of those guys that fortunately was able to break out of the minors and, mm-hmm. and make good on his, his talent promise and become a major leaguer. And hopefully Whenever he's able to get back out there, we'll be able to continue being a productive right. major league outfielder. But again, it—he has maybe three, four, five years. I love you, Brian Goodwin. I hope you play for twenty years.
1: But Absolutely. yeah, I mean, legit, logically, yeah. If he can play into his mid-thirties, he's got six, yeah, six earning years left, maybe seven. Yeah, because because he does have a great arm and a, as a good range defender. So, mm-hmm. um. <clears throat> But you know one thing about Brian, Brian was a bonus baby. That's true. Yeah. Um, you know, Brian was the first pick of the supplemental first round. Mm-hmm. Um, in the year that he came out, got a nice signing bonus. Um, once again, I know Brian, I've known him a long time, comes from a very good family where it wasn't imperative that Brian get that money because he had to take care of everyone. Comes mm-hmm. from a good solid family background. So Brian basically took that bonus, stuck it in the bank, and to this moment, don't think he's ever touched it. So, you know, he he was very lucky on that end. Um, But, yeah, I mean, as far as big earning potential, let's put it this way. Mike Trout, since we keep (laughs) going back to Mike Trout and his $500 million he's going to end up making Mm -hmm. um, plus. But, uh, you know, when Mike Trout is done with baseball at age 37, 38, the age I am now, (laughs) when Mike Trout retires, if he doesn't ever want to do another thing the rest of his life, he doesn't have to. Brian Goodwin is going to finish up and go get a job somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, what he does, hey, who knows? But, you know, that that's that's the reality for Brian one day is Brian's going to have to find something after baseball to do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, once again, those guys, they, they do have the chance to make really nice salaries for a very short, mm-hmm. short time of their life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't think every single pro baseball player you meet is, you know, a gazillionaire like Alex Rodriguez. Or my trip. Exactly. Um,
0: um, yeah. I just want to point out two real quick things, and then we can move on. Uh, just going on uh, Brian's baseball reference page. One thing I did not know about him. He's a Scott Boris client. Did, That's right. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Did not know that about him. He's a Scott Boris client. All right. Uh, the other thing, and I think this is just kind of interesting, uh, baseball reference likes to do uh, this thing called similarity scores, uh, which tries to... Uh, show like by compiling a bunch of statistics bring up an average score for your, how well you've done in your career and then compare you to other players adjusted for parks and eras and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and one of the people uh in the similar batters through age 28 uh seasons like there's a couple names you might recognize, like Nolan Reimold, Brandon Moss, mm-hmm. Chris Richard, a couple of those. Mm-hmm. But one of them really stuck out. And it's this number eight to show you where 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 good, Brian Goodwin's ceiling could be if he like actually explodes from age twenty eight on. Uh number eight on this list, Nelson Cruz. Ooh. Nelson Cruz is a pretty good ball player.
1: And is still getting paid right now to hit baseball. <laughs>
0: yes, oh, he he is. Is. So not saying. that. Not yeah, Nelson Cruz is thirty. as almost forty. So, yeah. uh not seeing Brian Goodwin is the next Nelson Cruz. Just saying he has similar numbers that in the majors that Nelson Cruz had when he was twenty eight. So, but you know one thing
1: he's got on Nelson Cruz. What's that? Twelve years ago yesterday, Brian Goodwin let the Rocky Mountain Griffons to <laughs> the three A state championship, five county state. Go, you little know, boys. Yeah, all right, we celebrate that day. Oh, uh, it's been a while. Since Twelve years here. later. 12 years later, Ed, my life peaked. <laughs> <laughs> eight, eight years after I graduated high school in my high school in the state time, my life peaked. There we go. Oh, man. Oh, sad
0: individual. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Thank you for reassuring me. No problem. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what's going on. Um, MLS, they might be coming back soon. They ratified something or another. Uh, basketball, NBA might be starting in Orlando and down in Disney World. They've
1: actually got an interesting setup for that. Yeah, they are like, only bringing teams. in 22 teams, yeah. and they're going to be the teams that are in playoff position or within six games of a playoff mm. position. Yeah, that's. Uh, and that's, they're, they're going to play a short set. That's actually pretty cool. Like, going to be cool.
0: Yeah, <laughs> going to be interesting to see how they they do that. That's a that's a lot of teams in one area. Um, but hey. I'm sure I'm sure that if anyone could figure it out, uh, it'll be the NBA. Um, and real quick, and this is something I, I kind of referenced, this, or, or I was going to reference this earlier, and I didn't really do it because I wanted to give Wes a chance to talk, and I had been draining it for a while. Um, and then, <coughs> then we'll move on from Major League Baseball. Um, one reason, real quick, that Major League Baseball, it is very important that they actually have a season and not turn a bunch of fans off. And yes, this is my own little esports bias showing here. I understand that, but uh, a study was actually released, and this was this was a few months ago. This may be January, February. Um, but basically, um, the LCS, which is the North American Professional League of Legends League, um, which is just from uh, North America. Um, was the third most watched professional league in terms of uh, average minutes watched by people ages 18 to 34 in the United States. They were only behind the NFL and the NBA, which means they were ahead of Major League Baseball. Now, is that the most reliable viewership stat in the world? Eh, it's it's okay. But the fact that 18 to 34-year-olds on average are watching more of North American League of Legends, which I can say because I follow it, is maybe the fourth best region in the world outside of like Korea, China, and Europe. So it's like it's it's pretty good, but not great. And that's beating Major League Baseball. That's why Major League Baseball can't have a non-season because people like me and of my age and younger, they they can lose them. They could. They already have been losing them and a season that just doesn't happen could just actually kill the sport um not nascar level kill but
1: mm-hmm. it would
0: it would be really really tough. i got gotcha, you nascar um but it's Look, we're talking
1: we're talking manchester city champions league match kill yes <laughs> oh. <sighs> got him again
0: um, so with that, we'll, we'll head into uh, our regular pimping of uh, you generally athletic articles. Um, Wes, what you what's got in the hopper over there? Because I know you said you had a little bit, a little bit going on over there.
1: Absolutely. Um, two for me this week. Okay. Um, one of them, the athletic uh, has jumped into a lot of television stuff Ooh, okay. uh, for sports and TV week. Oh, yes. Uh, and this was, last, this was last week on there. So all this is in there. Great stuff. Um, and the article that really jumped out, of, there were so many of them, the one that really jumped out to me, are 50 favorite scripted sports episodes and scenes. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> uh, number one, I'll go ahead and spoil it for you folks. Number one, Seinfeld, the boyfriend, AKA the second spitter,
0: <laughs>
1: uh, the one starring Keith Hernandez, where Kramer and Newman spin the tail JFK style, uh, <laughs> Spit on after a Mets game only to find out it was that damn Roger <laughs> Uh Number two, I'll give you the top five. Number two, the Simpsons' homer at the bat. Oh, it's such a good episode. Still to this day, my favorite ever episode of the Simpsons. I, I, I will find myself randomly singing, we're talking softball. <laughs> and talk about um, Steve Saxon is running with the log, King Griffey's grotesquely swollen jaw. Yes. Uh, so good. Me and my kid, my kid watched it the other night. She didn't totally get it, but she thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, uh, number three is Seinfeld, The Wink. This is the one where um, Kramer promises a, a sick boy in the hospital that Paul O'Neill, his favorite player, will hit two home runs in the next game. <laughs> O'Neill gets pissed at, him. <laughs> um, and the best part of it was after a full minute, O'Neill finally asked the obvious question: "How the heck did you get in here anyway?" Oh, I mean number four, uh, Cheers. Um, of course, Cheers was built around a former Red Sox pitcher, uh, uh, fictional pitcher uh, Stan Malone, May One of the, Malone, play one of the grades, Played one Probably by uh, one of our favorites, Mr. Ted Danson. Yes. Um, <clears throat> And I, I've I've caught a few Cheers over the years, but never seen them all. Um, but I almost want to go back and start watching Cheers now because of all the stuff I've read sports related to. It. Okay. And number five was another Cheers. Where have all the floorboards gone? Um, this one had uh, Kevin McHale in it. It was oh. about the Celtics, um, and uh, just just some great stuff. Man, but there are 50, 50 of them. Um, Number seven is a wire episode. You know, I love the wire. Yes. A um, couple of curb your enthusiasms in there and other cheers. So, cheers to three of the top ten. Um, the office popping in at 11. Ah, oh, parts and wreck at number 12. Uh, the telephone episode. Wait, what? It was, was? the it said the last episode of the first hero of parts. Uh, it was uh, it said Adam Scott and Rob Lowe arrived the next week and elevated a terrific show into an all time comedy. Oh, yeah, it yeah. was the world with De- <laughs> Deadlift Shrieks! Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the all night diabetes research telephone. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, there were a few of them parts and in here, uh, basically based around uh, Roy Hibbert. <laughs> yeah, yes, he's great. <laughs> and uh, how he one of them was where he bought everybody dinner mm-hmm. um, except Tom because Tom <laughs> owed him money. Yes.
0: Damn so, entertainment center. Uh,
1: Oh, entertainment! Seven twenty was amazing. Uh, so anyway, that was that one on that, and the other one that uh, had my soccer tie in, the rise of Harvey Elliott, Liverpool's mm-hmm. little diamond. Of mm-hmm. course, uh, it's, it's a good article about W H L. It's a good article about Harvey Elliott. Um, the story that starts it mm-hmm. is what has r- literally just taken Mercy Stop uh, Storm this week. This is amazing. So uh, when Harvey Elliott, was it, it was kind of made known that he was going to be leaving on, um, basically all the royalty of Europe was, um, was, you know, trying to woo him to their side, mm. uh, Real Madrid calls, they take him on a tour of the Bernabeu. Um, you know, they've got this at the time, 15, 16 year old kid in there. He's walking through the locker room at the Bernabeu and they come to a locker of club captain, the legendary Sergio Ramos. His shirt hanging on the wall. Rayo's charm offensive included an offer to arrange for the talented teenager to meet their long-serving captain. Harvey Elliott replied, no, it's okay, thanks. I don't like him after what he did to Mo Salah." Boom! Madrid, hmm. suck it, Sergio Ramos. You're the worst. Harvey Elliott's a Liverpool legend already. <laughs> 16. We love that kid. And um, that was just absolutely magnificent. So... Uh, Harvey Elliott, man. What what can you say? You know, we saw him six times this year play for the Reds. Uh, We saw glimpses of hopefully what will be an epic future to come for the lads. And then we hear that he basically said, I have no desire to meet Sergio Ramos. He's an asshole. He's one of us. He believes like we believe.
0: (laughs) Was it worth it, Sergio? Was it worth it? Uh, He'll probably tell you yes.
1: Yeah, fuck them. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, those are my two articles to hit this week. But I mean, really, folks, there's so, the Athletic. We should really be getting a sponsorship. These yeah. guys. Uh, I mean, there's so much good stuff on there. I have so many stories to read when I go back to work this week. It's it's phenomenal. Saved it ready to go. Don't right write this week. Rocky Mountain's been good. Let's keep it that way. I need, play, I need plenty of time to read my Athletic work.
0: For now. Um. I I I have a couple. Um, This I thought was a pretty interesting one. Um, This was by Daniel Taylor. This was kind of his weekly column uh, for this week, saying football has changed, and perhaps Paul Pogba should too. Um, It uh, it hits a lot of the familiar notes, um, but it does. You know, not I don't keep up with transfer news as much as my colleague here does. Um, So to read in there that. Pogba has been casting eyes back towards Juventus. Uh, nearly made me throw my phone across the room when I read that. Not not because I give a shit if Paul Pogba stays at Manchester United or not, but if he if he goes from United to Juventus and back to United and then back to Juventus, it's my head might actually explode. Um, so that that was just one of the many things. Um, always, you know, there's great Zlatan quotes in there because, you know, Zlatan makes every article better. So that that's always great. Um, it just just does kind of give a little bit of perspective um, without being maybe too hard on Pogba, but just maybe hard enough um, about, about what his role could be at the club moving forward. So that was a really good one. Um, and then just again to keep up with the daily goings on um, between the players of Major League Baseball and, and the owners uh, Ken Rosenthal and all associated with them have been doing some absolutely fantastic work. Uh, and as always, uh, if you want to read about baseball, but uh, don't, don't want to be this more serious part as, uh, as we tried to do a lot of on this pod, uh, Joe Poznanski is still doing his uh, 60 Great Moments series, um, and it's just still fantastic. So go check those out. There are plenty to do. Or if you're just waiting for uh, all 60 to be released, we're about halfway through. So uh, you know what by by the time by the time baseball maybe gets back, maybe that series will be done. So so there you go. That's that's. I'm waiting doing.
1: on that one. I'm still working my way through the 100 Greatest Players of All Time. That's
0: two, two really good series so far. I've gone through about 30 of them at this point, I think. Those mm.
1: are, are really good. That's really good. But it's just there's so much on The Athletic. It's yes. like I, I can't just sit there and dedicate mm-hmm. myself to reading the 100 best player. I guess I should have done it one on a daily basis like he did it. But...
0: <laughs> uh, it's, 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 it's not as easy as like binge watching a show. I will say
1: that. Uh, even though they are easy reads, they're very good to read. So. They are.
0: They are um uh, so that'll do it though for uh, us pimping out the athletic as we always do on a weekly basis uh let's hit the watch for uh wes what you're watching in the week that was or the week that will be
1: uh i want to start with a new podcast oh okay so i'll apparently i pit podcast all the time because damn it they just give me all this great content <laughs> um one i found there is called famous fates oh um <clears throat> Each week, how they were doing it to start with was they were releasing five podcasts a week, um, anywhere from 30 to 40 minutes a piece. And they would all have some sort of uh, relation to each other. I'm trying to think the, the first one, the first five were like um, uh, film people, uh, movie stars. Um, and it would basically go through their life, and then all of them had some sort of a, you know, basically met their maker too early. Mm -hmm. You know, famous fates, as it's called. So I'm trying to think back now. The first one was actually, of all people, was John Candy. Oh,
0: okay.
1: The second one was uh, uh, Jim Belushi. John Belushi, excuse me, not Jim. Jim's still around. (laughs) uh, John Belushi. Um, James Dean was in there. Marilyn Monroe was in there. Uh, just just some really really interesting stuff and in that 30 to 40 minutes they don't go super in depth on everyone because how can you on somebody's life at that time but they use uh, some voice actors do some different things they keep it, it it's upbeat it's quick um, and it's informative and they're really interesting things uh, <clears throat> each week that they release them is a different, uh, different deal I'm actually in one right now it's uh, political figures mm, okay. which is really Really interesting. Um, I'm coming up on a, a block that was on musicians, and just off the top, of my head thinking I want to say Kurt Cobain's in there, uh, Jimi Hendrix. Like I said just off the top of my head because so I don't have my phone in front of me, but it's a really, really interesting, you know, thing. And I, I like my historical stuff as we well mm-hmm. Um Now that's podcast you can only find that one on Spotify. That's a Spotify exclusive. Okay, so um, check it out. Famous Fates. Check it out. Um, as far as TV, man, you know what I'm watching? I'm watching Community, um, and uh, me and me and the parents are continuing North and South, which suddenly this week takes on a uh, man, an even different tone with everything going on race wise. Because hey, we're we're in 1864 at this point on North and South, and as watching it today, Lincoln's freed the slaves, and you know they're still getting treated like shit even after they're freed and you know, however you want to look at that, but um, you know, it, it's it's still my favorite miniseries of all time. So uh, we're getting near the we're getting near the end of the war yet. Like I said, it's 1864. What a year! Okay. Uh, I believe Abner Doubleday was teaching baseball to a group of uh, his Union soldiers in fields around Pennsylvania. Um, and who the hell knew one day Mike Trout will make 38 million bucks playing back? Jesus. I bet they'd be bitching about them salaries back then. <laughs>
0: Spoiler alert. Mike Spoiler Trout alert. was actually a time traveler. He was Abner Doubleday. He went back in time to make sure that baseball would be created so that he would have a way to make tons of
1: money. That's right. So in reality, Mike Trout has charged up that hill at Gettysburg. <laughs> He was at Appomattox Courthouse. You can see him in the painting. Him and Matthew Broderick. Oh, him, Matthew Broderick, and Robert E. Lee. Wow, what a group. We were talking um, about was wait. Was Glo- Glory was about the wait. Glory was about um the thirty and don't get me wrong on the number, the thirty eighth Massachusetts Regiment. Yeah. It was it was a um a regiment of black soldiers. Right. And Matthew Broderick played their commanding officer. Right. Okay. So Mike Trout would not have been in that regiment. That's true. I'm sure he would have been in some New Jersey regiment. Yes. And, of course, Bobby Lee was on the other side of that battle. But, hey, <laughs> I'm sure they would have all met somewhere in there. Mike Trout, Robert E. Lee, and um, Matthew Broderick. What, what a trio.
0: No, know, apparently, so. I, I can't wait to see their, their version of the birdcage. It'll be great. Um, I just wonder who gets to do Nathan Lane's part.
1: Oh uh, Can we please bring Robin Williams back? I wish. Oh, I weird. wish. Weird.
0: Um. All right. Uh. I just randomly started Brooklyn Nine Nine again because. <laughs> sometimes because sometimes you. Because
1: I you babies all the time and you're like, oh shit, I forgot about that. Yes.
0: Yes, and because I'm I'm infatuated with Stephanie Beatriz, obviously. Um. Trying I'm infatuated with the Wiener Warriors. Oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, Gully and his by the way, if
1: I ever play fantasy football again, there's my name. The Weiner Warriors. We're the wiener Warriors. Don't say that. Too late. That's that's
0: pretty good. Um, <laughs> trying to think of anything else I've really watched. Um, I've. Uh, oh, so well now I can mention it. I haven't been able to keep up with it because I've been saving for these when I actually go back to the physical office. Um, I have a lot of podcasts built up. But uh, one of them is more episodes of The Darkest Timeline with Ken Jung and Joel McHale. And now I can say to you why that podcast name reference makes sense. Yeah. They have a podcast? Yeah.
1: Oh, Jesus. And it's help called me.
0: The Darkest Timeline. Oh, Jesus, help me. Uh, they're on episode uh, 15. Their latest one uh, featured guest star Dave Bautista. Oh Jesus! Of all people, um, I don't remember what was my. I think my. I I only made it through episode four, so I have a ton to eventually go through. Um, one of them was actually one they did for charity. Uh, for this was back in early May, was they actually did uh, a Zoom call of the the cast coming back to do one of their ta- a table read of one of the episodes. Um, so I'm excited to. I haven't even watched that one yet, but uh yeah the the relationship between Ken Jung and joel McHale is is almost brotherish in that you can tell they like being around each other but they're also not afraid of ripping each other to bits as uh, it should be with those two yes so it's 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 absolutely wonderful uh they' comment they're comment geniuses yes, and uh hey you get to
1: <laughs>
0: wait so I'm trying to think of where oh so you've seen Chang become a cop I've realized that now.
1: Oh, yes, and then burn down the cafeteria.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, not a cop. He's a security guard. Security guard, yes. yes. <laughs> Do, what happens if I see somebody committing a crime? Do what any security guard does.
1: Call a real cop. <laughs> call a real cop. Oh, yeah.
0: Chang doesn't like that. Oh, Ch- Chang. Oh, it's just... Mm. Chang. I enjoy I enjoyed learning of Chang uh, basically living in the vets. So that was great. Chang, uh, Chang goes places this season. You you haven't actually seen anything yet
1: this season. Jesus Christ! I mean, Chang's a dark, scary individual at this point, as is.
0: Um, I will. So let's see. I will. I will really quickly do this. Um, I'll go back into the Hulu app and um, because I need to refresh myself. I believe you're on episode like seven ish.
1: Right. I'm on. I'm I'm waiting on episode seven, season three. Mm -hmm.
0: So I will say uh, it's on. Let's see where in season three is it um episode episode 12 um i think it's episode 12 um oh. uh season 3 episode 12 contemporary impressionists um i think that's that's where it starts is the uh, what i will what i will lovingly call an escalation there is there is a bit of an escalation that takes place for chang um and 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 th- there's only hints in that episode but it uh it does and uh oh i forgot you will as someone who who does love the history mm-hmm. you will very much enjoy season 3 episode 14 pillows and blankets oh. um oh my you will you you will appreciate that episode. That that that's the episode for you, uh, Um So you will you will enjoy that one, I believe. Um, so that'll do it. That'll do it though for the Watch Four. Um, I don't know. Are we doing any so raw this week? No. Good. Um, sorry, sorry Vince. Sorry, <laughs> sorry buddy. Um, yeah. it's... Sorry Vince. Don't worry about it. Uh, so that'll do it then for this episode of uh, Foreign Fair Podcast, episode 317. Um, as always, presented by NGSC Sports at NGSC Sports.com. We never stop. Uh, you can find them on social media as well as us. If you're even going on social media at this point, if you can take a nice little break for a, for a day or so. Um, but if, when you get back on there, you can find us as a collective uh, at AFA Pod, Wes UR. I'm at West Pratt, 21. I am at Edward Green, and you can also find us via our parent show, the All New Sports Show on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube via our parent. <clears> he <throat> <I> said that <laughs> in, a weird, in a weird order. Uh, you can find us via our parent show on those sites via All New Sports Show. And you can also email us at All New Sports Show at gmail.com. Uh, thanks to our podcast providers, including Podbean.com, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app the iTunes music store or the Apple podcast store. And then whatever the hell Google podcast is actually becoming, I'm still not totally clear on there, but if you actually, for some reason use Google's podcast app, just search for us. You'll find it on there. Um, so that'll do it for episode 317. Uh, next week. When we come back, uh, we'll be one week away from talking about premier league matches. Um, I say that now realizing that this being the darkest timeline i have just guaranteed that that will now not happen so Ugh.
1: yeah I'm 2020 everyone
0: oh uh, you remember you remember <laughs> this for for a long time listener to the podcast you'll remember this as well uh do you remember when uh 2016 came around and that was Everybody the uh, the whole my beer year because everybody died. Oh, everybody died.
1: All, all, all we now know is they were the lucky ones. Yeah. 2020
0: just said, hold my tequila, bitch. Oh, man. So, yay. Oh, it's like the Olympics. It comes around every four years. <laughs> um, so that's going to do it for this episode of the for Verde Podcast, except this year, the Olympics. Um, Wes, before we get out of here, anything else you want to talk about?
1: Yes. One thing I meant to add earlier, sure. um, tomorrow night, well, tonight, whatever night you're listening to, mm-hmm. Thursday night mm-hmm. on ESPN2, Okay. You know, we don't really care for the, the worldwide leader, but ESPN2 is going to have baseball. It is going to be the opening night of the Collegiate Summer Baseball Invitational. We're going to have two games. Have you heard about this?
0: I have not, actually.
1: More than 70 Division One schools from across the country are represented in the tournament. They're basically four teams made up of college baseball players from around the country, um. and they're going to play some games. Thursday's games are going to be on ESPN two. Then the rest of it is actually going to be on um, pay per view over the weekend. Okay. Um, a portion of the proceeds are going to benefit No Kid Hungry. Uh, teams including Auburn, Texas Tech, South Carolina, Alabama, Oregon State, TCU, and NC State are represented in this. But it's not just the D1 guys. You're going to have some NAIA, some JUCOs, um, a whole smorgasbord of college baseball players, and they're going to be playing some real baseball over the next few days. Because, of course, this would have been regional weekend this past yes. weekend. We'd be getting ready for those super regionals, and I'd be moaning how East Carolina got screwed by somebody somewhere. So, uh, I did. I did find this is it the works. next best thing. I have. I have real baseball on TV tomorrow night. I did uh, games at 7 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Eastern. I will take them, and we will be happy.
0: Yeah, this is crazy. Um, I did. I did appreciate that uh, as per tradition. Still, even even without it actually happening, uh, with it being Memorial Day and what would have been. Uh, the uh, the weekend of the ACC baseball tournament. Uh, Mother Nature still found a way to make it absurdly hot this past weekend uh, when we had been in like the mid to high <clears throat> 70s for the past week. Uh, this weekend ended up being in the 90s, um, which just goes to show you it would have been a great, nice spring, very temperate uh, climate here. And then for those last couple days in Durham, or I guess this year it would have been Charlotte, Boom. 90 degrees motherfucker. It wasn't that human. <laughs> that is true. That that was that was the saving grace.
1: Of course, I literally did go running on Saturday and couldn't wear my shoes for 2 days because they were so wet from the sweat. So, oof. Yeah. Oof, it was hot.
0: Oof doofers. Um, so that is that is going to do it then for this episode of the Afford and Fair podcast. Um, everyone do I I say it every time. And lately I've been saying it because of COVID-19. But seriously, everyone, do stay safe out there. Um, There's a lot of shit going on in this world, and it sucks. Um, We hope, I think, I I, I don't mean to speak for Wes Bradshaw, but I think he'd agree with me. Uh, We hope that if you did listen to this episode for the roughly hour and 17 minutes we've been going, uh, that we were able to get you out of that for this little bit. Um, and have you think about anything else, uh, including, including how stupid we are. Um, cause even that is a welcome reprieve from what's going on in the world right now. So even if that's what you're thinking while listening to this, that is our gift to you. And we will happily give it, um, because it sucks out there. So thank you for joining us here on the foreign affair podcast. And as always stay safe. And in a couple weeks, you'll be able to enjoy the football again.
1: And good night, everyone. Protest. Don't burn shit down. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. <gasps> and leave the London Bridge alone. <laughs> yeah, assholes. Yes. Of all things, burn everything down around it. Leave the bridge because the Premier League's back. <laughs>